It's time to get chiseled with Rob Hamadari. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Chiseled. And why do we call it Chiseled? Because we're all a work in progress. Hello again, I'm Rob Commodore. I'm your host. I'm also the author of Better Than You Think, and recently in a book called Next Level Your Life with Kyle Wilson, from whom I met Brandy Wilson Edwards, our guest today, at an Inner Circle event. And I would highly recommend everybody explore and investigate Kyle Wilson's Inner Circle event because there's some beautiful people that we get to meet and talk to and even have on our podcast. So Brandy, all the way from Dallas, Texas, she went she went to the university, I mean Oklahoma City University School of Law, and she's known as the multi-passionate attorney. Brandy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me as your guest. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. Your bright smile and and your energy. We're looking forward to it. As I said a couple minutes ago, we did, we met each other at a Kyle Wilson event, and there's some awesome people there. It's a mastermind group, and he calls it the inner circle. And it's about people getting better, being better, and becoming better. So that said, Brandy, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, and then we're going to get into your shift from the attorney to the speaker, the well of. Uh, uh, mindfulness uh, a coach, if you will. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Okay. So like you said, I am a multi-passionate attorney. I do not fit into a box. and I'm certainly not your typical attorney. I do a lot of different things. I am also a motivational speaker. I am an author. I am certified to teach yoga and mindfulness and I'm a well-being advocate and I'm many other things as well. But we get so wrapped up, I feel like, in our identity, what we do as a profession, and we can be so many things, and we really are so many things. How long have you been in law, an attorney? About 12 years. 12 years. And so you, we were talking in an earlier conversation about, you said some people get wrapped up in their identity as of who they are, maybe an attorney or a doctor or so on and so forth. So how do you position yourself or how do you coach yourself not to get wrapped up into that identity of a hey, Brandy Wilson Edwards, the attorney? It's much easier to say than to do in practical application, but it's not impossible. And what I remind myself as well as everyone else is you are a person, not your profession. You are so much more than what you do professionally and you can do many things professionally and really seeing yourself and your identity in a holistic way rather than just what you get paid to do that might pay the bills. And so your identity is so much more than your profession. You are just simply a person in the profession and you can do many things. You could become many things and of course, it's easier to say than to than to actually do, especially for people or professionals who are pursuing a career transition, is leaving behind the title that they worked their entire life to have, or you know, the profession that they wanted to to practice in, or things like that. So, it, it takes time, but I like to be an example of what is possible. There you go, and anything is possible, right? Yes. And so you've been an attorney for 12 years now. You say sometimes people, if, if they get stuck in like just called one niche of that business, so to speak, you can experience burnout. And that's maybe why you've gone into the, the mindfulness, the wellness, the yoga and the speaking and whatnot. Is that true? Yes. And for me, first, I think burnout can be caused in many different ways and for many different reasons. Some people experience burnout because they're working too many hours. Some people, which 
was my case, I started to experience burnout from lack of fulfillment. And I became really good at my job doing it so many years, but I started to feel like I was missing something and that I wasn't using my full potential and I wasn't using all of my gifts and my strengths in my career as an attorney. And so that's where I started to do that self discovery and self exploration to discover if I'm feeling burned out from unfulfillment, what is it that I want to do? Um, and that's really how I got into more well-being and things like that. But burnout can be caused for many different reasons. And I encourage people to really explore and, and figure out what it is that brings them fulfillment because it's a lot more than just money and being able to pay your bills and also giving yourself permission to start over and to explore new things. And going back to the identity piece is not being trapped by a title or a profession and knowing that you have many skills that can transfer into other professions or other careers or passion projects or hobbies that you want to pursue. Yeah. And thank you for talking about the identity piece, because uh, it's, that could be like a, a very dangerous you know, line that people walk sometimes because if they put their identity in, in their status or their job position or the money they have or the material they own, they, and, and that goes away, then who are you? And yeah, and, and so that's so important that you stay true to that identity. And in another conversation earlier, we also mentioned that I interviewed a Stormy Hill, who we also met at the Inner Circle. And she told me like early on, she struggled with the idea. She just put all her identity uh, in being a wife and a mom. And so it's, it's, you have to be careful of where you put that identity. And I think the goal here for all of us, and I, I think I'm hearing it from you, is to put your identity in you and who you are in God and, and that when that a oh, uh, higher power of being that's that's created you and who you're being. So uh, I think it's important that you shared that. And speaking of identity, uh, or, or we might even go brand. Uh, every time I see you, you're wearing pink. Can you tell me a little bit about what's what's going on behind the pink here? Yes. So pink is my favorite color, and I have always been a fan of it. I don't even know when I started wearing a lot of it. I do recall though, as a child, my favorite color in the Crayola box, like the 96 count was the hot pink color. So <laughs> at some point I just started buying and wearing a lot of pink. And when I started speaking, I was wearing pink and it just became my brand where if I didn't wear pink or if I posted something where I wasn't in pink, people would make a comment or people would, uh, you know, when they're out and about, they'll message me and say, oh, I saw this in pink, you should have it or buy it or, you know, just things like that. And funny enough, I was at an Oprah event in Dallas when she came at the beginning of 2020 before the world shut down and changed. And I had bought a last minute floor seat and I was wearing a hot pink sequin blazer sold out the stadium was full and i received a text message from someone in the stands and there's just a sea of people and she takes a snapshot she sends it to me and she circles it she's like is this you i see a blonde on the floor in hot pink and i feel like it has to be you and it's like it is and so on the identity piece it's interesting with branding i just want to encourage your listeners that when you show up as yourself, the authentic version of yourself and not who you think you should be or who uh, who you think others want you to be, especially to feel accepted, um, it's, it's just so important that you show up authentically. That way you bring your energy and your uniqueness because that's what's going to make you stand out, especially from a brand new perspective. Because I've had people tell me, 
to tone down the pink or suggest it, it with good intentions to maybe tone down the pink so that I attract maybe certain audiences. And I thought about it, but that's just not me. And I have no problem with men attending my events and some even comment on how much they like the pink. And for me personally, I think pink is very powerful, not just feminine. So. Uh, I like that. Pink is powerful. Uh, yes. I think, uh, listen, Tony Robbins, you say progress is power, but now we're going to say pink is powerful. Yes. <laughs> Good stuff. So you said something earlier about fulfillment piece. So what what does fulfill Brandy Wilson Edwards? What fulfills you? So many different things. For me, fulfillment comes from many different many different areas and many different things that I can do. But overall, if I just had to summarize it in one word, it would be impact. Okay. Being able to positively impact people where they either feel inspired, where they take action, or they do something that impacts their life or impacts the lives of others. That fulfills me. And practicing law, doing more transactional things. I, I was definitely in, and still am making an impact and helping people solve their problems because no one reaches out to an attorney, usually on a good day. It's usually uh, a challenging thing that they might be going through. So I know that I'm making an impact, but for me, the fulfillment piece really comes from inspiring people to make a change or inspiring people to pursue their potential. And fulfillment for me also comes from painting. You can see I have some artwork behind me. There you go. Fulfillment, yes, fulfillment comes from spending time in nature, also practicing yoga and mindfulness and slowing down to be present. I used to be really busy and did not know how to slow down or sit in silence. And doing those types of activities now especially walking in nature and not having a podcast on or music and just giving my brain some space to think and my body time to feel that's fulfilling. So there's many different things that I do to pour back into myself to have fulfillment beyond a title or beyond a paycheck. So when you feel, or when you've impacted somebody, you know, you've impacted somebody, you've had an effect on them. What is that feeling or is it might not even be a feeling? How do, what is it? What is it like to be fulfilled? How do you know you're fulfilled? That is a great question. <laughs> what? How do you know that you are fulfilled? Is it a feeling? Is it a knowing? Is it what's it like? Well, I think first a great question would be is to know what it feels like to not be fulfilled. OK, so if you can start to create that self-awareness around what is it in your life that you were doing or not doing or things that are happening around you. And when you think about fulfillment, I think it's important to, to focus on what you can control, like the choices that you can make or not make. So I'd ask people to reflect on what is it that is happening in your life that makes you unhappy, where you're mm -hmm. not fulfilled. And that could be personally, it could be professionally, it could be financially, spiritually, all the things. You can be fulfilled in certain areas and unfulfilled in other areas. And just starting to realize where are you unfulfilled and then focusing on what choices can you make because your choices are how you take control of your life. And for me, I turned burnout into a blessing because I realized I wasn't happy and I realized I needed to do something about it. 
And I started to take action and then gradually over time became more fulfilled. There you go. I like that. I like that explanation. So is there a sense of peace and joy when you're feeling fulfilled? Absolutely. Joy, peace, happiness. And I think in, in reflecting on fulfillment, your listeners can think about com being complacent in their life and being content because there's a difference. And so for me, when you're complacent, you're just comfortable going through the routine, rinse and repeat, and there's no desire to change. You might be unhappy, but there's no desire. There's, there's no action that you're taking. You're just settling and you're accepting that as a status quo. And then being content is where you're happy in the moment. But for me, I think being content means you could be happy in the moment and still desire more. It's okay to want a little more or want something to change, but also being content and accepting where you are at in the moment. Brandy, I love that. And because you hit on something that I talked about a, several months ago, it was an event and I heard somebody talking about uh, contentment and ambition. And you, I, I get the difference because it's a fine line between complacent and content, right? Mm -hmm. But it's, I think it's okay to be content and ambitious at the same time. Some people may say it's one or the other, but you said it's okay to be content and desire a little more. Yes. Love that. Absolutely love that. So, and I think the other comment you made was be happy in the moment. Right. It's a choice. And I know that there's so many things that we cannot control, but to me, I feel like happiness is a choice. You can choose to be grateful. You can choose to find something to be happy about. Maybe not every circumstance throughout your day, but you have to find the silver lining. You have to find that light, especially when you need hope to keep going, to to find something that you can latch on to, maybe as your North Star of, of what you want and, and where you're going. So happiness to me is a choice and you have to choose it every day, all day. And that doesn't mean that you can't feel unhappy and, and we're human, we have a variety of emotions. Right. But continuing to choose happiness over unhappiness and settling and negativity and, all of those types of things. When I used to drive my kids to uh, school in the morning, this is when they were in grade school, we used to do it three affirmations every morning. It's I choose to be happy. I choose to feel good. And I love and approve of myself. There were three affirmations. That. We did it every single day. So like you said, happiness can be a choice. So thank you for sharing that. So now you're, I want to get into the fact that okay, you're an attorney. You still are attorney and making this mindset shift to, to public speaking and impacting others with all this positivity and your awesome energy. So what do you, what do you like, what's that runway look like? I, and that, that word just came out. I think you used that in a previous conversation. What does that look like the transition from one to the other, or is it a both end? For me, it, and that's right. When we did have a previous conversation, I made the comment about I've been speaking now for four and a half years and I've been building my runway. And that looks like taking action consistently, being you know consistent, persistent and achieving my goals and my dreams and in doing it in such a way that feels good to me, because everyone's going to have different schools of thought, especially if you are going to do a career transition. I remember years ago, I was a few months into speaking and I had a very successful 
entrepreneur, business coach to very successful people essentially tell me that if I wanted to talk about essentially being strong and courageous and taking action despite fear that I needed to be an example and essentially encouraging me to quit my job. And I really reflected on that. And I knew I was strong and courageous because I was taking action and speaking and I was at an entrepreneur's conference to learn and grow. But I started to wonder if I didn't pursue speaking full-time immediately if that meant I wasn't courageous and that meant I didn't believe in myself and my goals and my dreams. But fortunately, I I allow people to, to say what it is that they want to say and I take it with a grain of salt. And as an attorney, I like to take calculated risks. And so for me, I've been building my runway where I still have my career, I still have my job, and I don't have to stress about where's the next paid speaking engagement coming from as, as I build my business. And so then to circle back to your second question, is it an and or? Originally, I thought I had to be an attorney or a speaker. That was my mindset. I thought, well, I'm going to transition and then I'm going to be a speaker. And there was a whole identity thought process with that as well. And then at some point, I, I realized I can be an attorney and a speaker, the power of, of the word and. And I can be many other things. I can be a yoga instructor. I can be a wellness advocate. So gradually building my runway in a way that feels good to me. And some people, yes, you need to jump and leap and take that risk. And it depends on your circumstances. But for me, I have certain priorities and goals and I like to do things a certain way. And I am grateful for the journey and the choices that I made and not based on decisions that other people thought would be best for me. Because at the end of the day, I have to live, <laughs> I have to live with the choices that I make. There you go. And for those who haven't heard or haven't heard speak yet, I, I actually saw Brandy speak in person and she's a great speaker, a very great speaker. And it was so awesome to see her speak and, and present in front of a, a group of people. And so I want to talk about this runway piece. So when I, when I visualize a runway, I see this long strip, right? And then mm -hmm. at some point take off, right? So I think of the runway is, is it distance or is it time or is it both? It could be both. I think it's both. I think for me, I visualize the runway as acquiring skills and becoming better at what it is that you're desiring to do. That's learning and getting to events. That's finding good mentors, asking great questions, getting experience, getting clients, whatever it looks like in, in building your runway, it's acquiring those necessary skills to achieve those goals and dreams that you have. But then it's also on the time piece, it's being patient because everyone thinks it's an overnight success when someone you know takes off from that runway but there were so many things so many stepping stones so many choices and actions that that were required before you could really lift off so it, so it, it takes time and it's almost like you're not putting a deadline of time there you're just letting as you acquire these skills as you're moving down the runway and in, in this process time will then eventually lift you off. Is that what I'm hearing? Correct. And I think that there is a point where a decision has to be made, where are you ready to, to take off? Or are you just going to keep going down that runway? But you are in control of, of the choices you make. And so everyone has to decide at what point is it time to, to really take off and to make take those calculated risks. And, you know, some people do need a deadline. And I've created deadlines in the past. However, 
I have given myself permission to adjust the deadline, but not my goal. Oh, I love that. That's great. Adjust the deadline, but not your goal. Love that. Cause I think some people, they say they set a deadline with a goal. And if they don't hit it in that time, they feel that they're a failure, right? right. So giving yourself the permission to be human and adjust that goal is awesome or adjust the time I should say. Yes. And, uh, that's awesome for people to hear. I think that gives some uh, people encouragement. Um, yeah, so thank you for sharing that. That's incredible. Uh, you're just you're full of this information and this energy. I love what I love what you're talking about here. So, what is it? Is there anything specific w- w- which you like to speak about and inspire people with? With what is that? What does that look like? I really enjoy helping people pursue and achieve their potential. I have my signature program that I love delivering. And while the steps are the same, there's five steps that I teach the audience. Based on their pain points, based on the themes or objectives and to me, it's just critical. I feel like every professional benefits when they prioritize their happiness and their overall well-being. Part of that is pursuing and achieving your potential, both personally and professionally. So I can quickly just share the the five steps, which is sure. it's pause to pursue your potential, which is interesting because this is not about doing nothing and sitting, pause to pursue your potential. And so the first step that you have to think and reflect on is you have to prioritize yourself. The P, so pause is an acronym where each letter is a different step. So you prioritize yourself and that's where you think about your values and your goals and are your actions aligned with what you say is important to you by prioritizing yourself and your happiness. And then the A in pause, the second step to pursue your potential is to take action, specifically courageous action, because you're not going to get anywhere if you stay comfortable and in your comfort zone. And then the U is about understanding your choices and your consequences. Because it's really easy to think that you don't have any choices in your life and your back's up against the wall, but really it's just, you have consequences that you don't want to experience, but you always have a choice and you take control of your life with your choices. And then the S in pause is about self-care. And I know that that's a buzzword. So I encourage the audience to adopt their own definition and start to see self-care in a very creative way, which includes mindset. Mindset is so important and how we think about ourselves and and how we think whether we have a a fixed mindset or a growth mindset, it's going to hold you back or it's going to propel you forward. So you can think about how you uh, process, whether you're more of a positive person, optimistic or negative, all those types of things, like just seeing your mindset as a form of self-care. And then E and pause, if you're going to really experience your potential, this is the most important part is to exist with intention we were talking about earlier being content and complacent and existing with content uh, existing with intention means that you're not settling because we never know what's going to happen later today or tomorrow next year and so it's existing with intention now so that you essentially live with more courage and less regret that was a great explanation. I like, uh, and I like that. We were talking when I met you at that event. And when you did your presentation, what I, I complimented you on was the pause, right? Because you did your, your pause in speaking is impactful and it's powerful. And I say there's power in the pause and there's power in the pause when you're speaking. And there's the power in the pause that you just gave us those five steps, which is incredible. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. And earlier you talked about, and I, I'm, I'm sorry, going back a step here, you talked about there's a point in time when you got to make that decision or that choice. 
and that the, the, if you're going to move forward or not. Right. And so I was in an event uh, one time, Brian Buffini, he's a, he's a real estate coaching company I've been a part of. And I remember talking about, we get to a point sometimes where we say that's, it's the Popeye effect. It's, it's all I can stand. I can't stand it no more. You remember Popeye and Pluto and all those in, in the cartoon way back when? I don't know if you remember yes. that or not. I'm dating myself. I hope not to date you. <laughs> I remember. And well, Popeye, he always had the spinach and then the he spinach. would get really strong. Yeah, right, right, right. So he popped the can, but he, <laughs> but he wouldn't pop that can of spinach, spinach until he said, that's all I can't stand. I can't stand it no more. So I guess what I want people to hear is that th there may be people that feel trapped in, in a job or in a, in a business or whatever it is and, or in a different identity. And it's not, it's, maybe you have to get to that point where you say, I can't stand it no more. And when I, you can't stand it no more, then bang, you, you, you make that transition. You take that jump, that leap of faith, and you jump into maybe what you're supposed to be doing. So you talked about it either. I don't know if you talked about it earlier today or in another conversation, you talked about acquiring, it was about the runway. So you achieve it, finding your skills, right. And these gifts. Mm -hmm. And so how does one know, when they have a specific skill or what skill to go after to get down that runway. How do you know that? Well, I think in acquiring the skills is one, it's having clarity on what it is that you're working towards. And once you know that, then you can look to other people who have been there and done that and see what skills do they have? How can you learn from them or learn more about how they got, to where they are in life and start kind of reverse engineering that. So that would be my answer to that question. And then, you know, you made a comment about kind of being sick and tired of where you are and then finally choosing to do something about it. And so I know that you're a fan of Darren Hardy, like uh, I am, <laughs> author of The Compound Effect. I heard yes. him speak live and I've been a fan ever since. And I, I love the compound effect because it's really easy for us all to get discouraged when we're taking these small actions that might seem insignificant in the moment. But the key is to keep showing up. The whole point of your podcast, chiseling, that gradual chisel, it adds up over time. All the chiseling, all the action that you're taking will get you closer to that end result, just like all of the action that you're not taking. So if you did one small step every single day, 365 actions that are, gets you closer to where you want to be. And so just a kind reminder for everyone, when you're building your runway, when you are trying to acquire skills, when you're seeking that clarity, when you're figuring it out, what it is that you want to do is being patient, but persistent and consistent and not, not underestimating the value of those small actions because they compound over time. And we never, never should underestimate those values because I think uh, I heard it best. The the accumulation, the cumulative effect of small actions taken over a period of time leads to a massive success. And yes. I think that's what Darren emphasizes in the compound effect. So now you're, you're now you're you're going down this runway trying to acquire these skills, but along the way you have some gifts, right? And what I ask you, what I want to ask you here is, so you know you have to achieve some skills or accomplish some skills, but what, what gifts do you know you have, or how do you know something is a gift versus a skill? I would say a gift and distinguishing between gifts and skills, and maybe there's some overlap. Sure. But I would say that a gift is something that comes naturally to you 
whereas a skill is something that you can acquire and learn. And of course, you can work on your gifts and become better at your gifts. So for example, I've always been comfortable speaking in front of audiences and people. I'm a people person. I have no problem with public speaking, but I can still work on becoming better, even though I feel like that is a gift. So there's some overlap, but I feel like gifts come naturally to you and skills can be learned. And when you are exploring, well, what are your gifts? Number one, there's a lot of tests online where you can figure out your strengths and things like that, but that's going to be a little bit different than your gifts. I would encourage your listeners to ask people that they really trust, that they feel are going to be honest with them and and ask them, what do you feel are some of my natural gifts? So that would be one question that people could ask to explore that. And then two is doing some self-reflection on where do you get lost in time where you're in that flow state where you just lose track of time? What are you doing? Because those I feel like can signal that that is at least some area where you have some gifts and it, it doesn't have to be where you're perfect at it, but that you take action and you detach from the outcome in utilizing those gifts because you can always become better and, and work at those skills and things like that and become more polished. Yeah. And the reason I want to go down a gift trail is because you said earlier, you, you, you realized you weren't using some of your gifts and abilities that you had and you wanted to really start using them to impact others. Correct. Yes. So I love that you highlighted that. So an example for me of how I felt like I wasn't using my gifts is sitting behind your computer screen all day, reading case law, drafting documents, reviewing contracts is the exact opposite, I feel, of using my voice and uh-huh. empowering people to really go out there and, and live a life that they love with more courage and less regret. Now, those can coexist simultaneously, being an right. attorney and, and a speaker and being, you know, having an impact. And so for me, speaking started as a passion project. It was a great outlet for me as I was discovering and exploring what it was that I wanted to do. But circling back to your comment, is I went to law school because I was interested in litigation and I thought I was going to be in the courtroom being an advocate, which still requires a lot of paperwork in, in <laughs> litigation. But I, I felt like I wasn't using my gifts and my talents in, in reviewing contracts every day. And so that lack of fulfillment, I got to the point where I was so unfulfilled. I was so tired of, of not having that fulfillment. And so I started to search and explore what it was that I wanted to do, which included, do I want to go into another practice area? Do I want to leave law altogether? And then I started going to personal development events, reading a lot of books, and I would be so inspired when I would hear the speakers on stage, and then I would take action. And it was having a ripple effect in my life. And I thought, wow, I want to do that. I want to be on stage. I want to empower people. And then when reflecting, it it all came full circle because I, used to do competitive public speaking when I was in middle school and kind of forgot about it when I went to high school and college. And so I realized in in speaking of gifts, it was always really natural to me. I just had an interesting way to discover it. So you you used the word discover. So when did you discover, hey, I have a gift? Because you might have not said that 10 years ago, I have a gift to speak. Right. So, So you discovered it. When did you discover that? I don't know that there was a specific time. It was a gradual thing that happened. I always knew I was a natural motivator for friends, family, 
strangers, just talking to anyone. I never meet a stranger, always feeling comfortable uh, with an audience and just encouraging people. So if someone was doubting themselves, really encouraging them to believe in themselves and building them up so that they took action. And then also before I started speaking years prior, I was posting motivational, inspirational content online in just written format. And through positive reinforcement, I realized I was onto something and that my message was resonating with people because people would comment or message me and say, thank you so much for sharing. That really resonated with me. And so then I thought, okay, well, I'll just post more of this. And so it was really just over time, paying attention, listening to feedback, seeing what I was enjoying and, and what people were receptive of. Yeah, so you, you, it was an increase in awareness of where you were, what thing, which was coming to you, what made you feel fulfilled and whatnot. Right. So I got to ask you this question. So along this journey, along the path, do you feel like there's a higher power or God's working in this in this in this project or on this journey with you? Absolutely, and I feel like while I do believe, while while I do believe what is meant for us will not pass us. In a way, it, things can really pass us if we don't take action. So I feel like things can be aligned where if you use your gifts and your talents and, and your uniqueness and follow your goals and dreams and passions and really what lights your soul on fire, then you can really live out not only your full potential, but the plan for, for whatever someone believes, God, universe, whatever someone believes that you can really live out what is possible but yeah. we all have free will and so you have to take action and obviously inaction is is not going to get you um where you are capable of, of going yeah so how much more chiseling you got going on in your life a lot of chiseling i feel like we are always a work in progress no matter <laughs> how much success we have the skills we acquire, the knowledge we obtain, we all are always a work in progress, but we can simultaneously be a masterpiece while being a work in progress. And so I feel like the work's never done. As long as we're breathing, the work is never done because we can always improve. And that's where going back to earlier when we were talking about being content and also being ambitious is you can be content and be happy, but there's always more. There's always room that you can improve um, mentally, physically, spiritually, in, in all of those areas. And so the work's never done. I will it's, always be chiseling away as long as I'm breathing. <laughs> there you go. I, I love the response. You can be a masterpiece while being a work in progress at the same time. Love that. That's a great, great line there. Thank you. So, man, I am so grateful that you came on the show today. Thank you for sharing your energy and, and your smile and, and, and all the positivity that you have. So, Brandy, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you or get in touch with you or chat with you or somebody wanted to have you in their presence to speak or at their company to speak, how would they get a hold of you? So they can go to my website, which is brandywilsonedwards.com. That is Brandy with a Y. Or you can email me directly at brandy at brandywilsonedwards.com. Brandy, you've been awesome to be on the show today. I, again, I'm grateful for you. And I'm looking forward to seeing another event at live in person. And uh, maybe we'll be sharing a stage again because we shared it in, in Dallas, didn't we? I look forward to sharing a stage with you again. It will be fantastic. You are a phenomenal speaker and I am excited to see what you do as you continue to pursue and explore more of your goals and dreams. 
It's coming because I'm a work in progress too, right? Yes. And you're <laughs> going to make it happen. You are going to make it happen. We're going to take action, right? Yes. Take action to spite fear so that we live with more courage and less regret. There you go. We're going to end it there. Thank you, Brandy. Until next time, everybody, let's go get chiseled. You just got chiseled with Rock on Be sure to like this podcast, share it with your friends, and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Also, you can find Rob's book on Amazon, Better Than Equal.